Okay, kids, let's go. C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. You can found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Ah, <laughs> uh, good day, Galaxy Volkswagen Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I am Opar. I'm Commander Cody. We are back in the student. We're not. I, he is. <laughs> We're 50% back in the studio. Do you notice anything different back. about the background? Uh, you got a chair. Well, I meant we don't have Anakin's crying face as the backdrop of the podcast this week. Oh, I thought you meant specifically. I see a chair now. Uh, there is a chair there. Yeah, I didn't do much. It looks mostly the same. You can even still see. I can't point properly. The white patch. I still got to I gotta paint. I got to do a few things. You're an amateur amateur pointer. I can't well, point properly. It's one thing is backwards. I only took an introductory <laughs> class. I'm not. I haven't. I haven't upgraded it yet. Pointing 101 is as far as I got. Come on, please be nice. I yeah. Use this finger. That's about as far <laughs> as I got. I don't know. I, will I don't know say, what to do with it yet. It does feel good to be back. Uh, the Idea Foundry is open once again, at least to members. So I uh, came, cleaned out the office slash studio, and I've been here, and it's it's nice. So yeah. The toys. I feel the uh, energy welcome. from the toys. Welcome, you uh, uh, danguses and furry fucks in the chat. We got Brennan here and uh, uh, just a little podcast checking in with us. Thanks, Drangles. Uh, Brennan, was asked, Brennan was asking if it's nice to see your uh, pops again. The bumbleheads. Yeah. yeah, I take energy from the action figures that I bought. So And the pops and you know everything else. So it's good. It's good to be back. Yeah. 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 I'm not recording at my dresser in my bedroom anymore so at my dresser when so is there an official word from the governor of ohio when podcasters can come back together when are you coming back to, yeah, this, to the uh, studio 2034 2034 <laughs> 18 uh, aby is when we can record together <laughs> again just waiting for that yeah it's uh it's slowly lifting here in ohio but uh who the fuck knows so uh supposedly within the next week we're supposed to get uh uh, restaurants and bars and everything back open, but yeah. who the fuck knows? Yeah, so. a round of things on this Friday and then a round of things the following Friday. They're doing Truth. it in stages, yeah. Truth be told, oh. Oh. all the world's a all the world's a stooge. Have you seen that one? Three Stooges, do you know them? Why? Why is was? Why are you doing this? Why is this happening? I. I need, and I think everybody needs, more Three Stooges in their life. Um, it is unfortunate that I don't think any of the Three Stooges episodes altogether are on any of the streaming platforms. Ooh, yeah. Good point. It's a big, big part of my life. Really, <laughs> truly. I used to watch that stuff like every Sunday morning. Instead of going to church, I would ruin my brain with people smacking each other. So, <laughs> me and my dad, that's what we would do, like, uh, early on, and we would just sit there and giggle at these guys smacking each other around, but, uh, yeah, it's not really available, and even, like, bootleg, you can find a little bit here and there on, like, YouTube, small clips and stuff, but, uh, yeah, if you want to, like, power through 
episodes of Three Stooges, I don't know where to go. So it's like that's one of those shows slash movies that you could get in like the dollar DVD bin at Walmart and just find some yeah, random DVD specific- set that has like 100 episodes. Yeah, maybe. If there's 100 episodes, I would legit buy it. Um, but yeah. uh, I think it's because the uh, the f- filmography of it is all still owned by the family. So, And I don't think they've done much with it. So uh, I think it's limited uh, on its release stuff. But going forward, um, we do have a lot of Mando news that was released uh, this past week. Um, yeah, a surprising amount. To the point where I was like, yeah. is this a bunch of just rumor nonsense? And then I was like, I don't, I can't imagine that they would give us that much. So we'll talk about it. It's, it, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it. We'll um, but while we ramble through the first hour of the useless nonsense, uh, kind of put your, your thoughts and ideas together if you guys are here with us live. First five or six uh, hours what you, before what, we what get you to think. the Mando. <laughs> yeah. Let us know tomorrow. Um. But yeah, so most recently, what have I done? I watched uh, episode four. Nice. And part of episode five. Uh, and I didn't fall asleep for either of them. So that's a, it was, that's an accomplishment, I guess you would say. It, you know, to watch them in the background, like on a Saturday or Sunday, there's probably a 70% chance that I might fall asleep. Uh, I mean, I've seen, seen those <laughs> movies so much. Well, how, if I put it's in the on, background, how do you fall? Are you just putting it on the background of your nap and then you're falling asleep to it on purpose? Almost. Yeah. Because I've seen those movies so much. It's like there's certain movies I put on. You know, it's a weird one is uh, nap time. 100% Scarface. <laughs> Scarface is a great nap movie because it's entertaining and really fast uh, uh, up front. <laughs> and then it kind of you get halfway through the movie and there's like the uh, most ridiculous dance sequence where they're they're dancing the money into the bank and that's where about where I fall asleep the and then I wake the up to him the, the money dance yeah yeah <laughs> so but there's those certain movies that I just you know I put them on just to fall that's asleep that's a ridiculous to. one and though were, I'm feeling pretty tired but I just can't quite fall asleep oh here I got something for you fuck 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 Baltimore fuck 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 alright cool Baltimore no I'm just dozing right off now this is exactly what I needed that's a random it's funny yeah that's a random one. Um, yeah, it really I mean, is. I'll, if I'm trying to fall asleep, I'll usually just put on a show that I've seen a million times or a comedy that I've seen a million times. So it's usually like The Office or Portlandia or Wayne's World or something like that. Sometimes yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. But I don't like you know, purposely is- like do a Star Wars nap session. Star Wars is usually on if I'm like cleaning the house or something like that. Yeah, it, I use a specifically the original trilogy uh, I use that to fall asleep to um, it's just fests. I don't mean anything by it it's just a little slower and it, you know you don't really have to pay attention to, to really grasp what's going on so the characters don't matter <laughs> plot doesn't matter you have to watch the they story don't. doesn't matter special effects aren't there there's no music blah 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 trash compactor walking carpet blah 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 space there's frog. a father in okay. it. Yeah, yeah, there's not much there space frog laser sword done space frog <laughs> So, I mean, that's about it. I know exactly um, what you mean. But, uh, yeah, let us know. And that's going to be something we're going to go do going forward is reach out to us and let you, let us know what you fall asleep to. Yeah, what are your uh, nap You movies? can D- DM us or, or whatever. Ryan uh, over here actually says, I always do- doze off during Empire you right You pronounce his last name, could you? You gave up. 
well, I I was reading his uh, his comment before I got to his last. I just saw Ryan and and then I'll W and I was like, I'll just keep moving. <laughs> Ryan, woo, no, okay. Anyways, Ching uh, King over here is a yeah. Uh, during Empire, he says he always does his off. Yeah. No, I I I think out of the three, Empire's the one that I would fall asleep to. Uh, the middle section, you know, the space worm and all that, and. Well, it's an entertaining movie. I, it is very easy to fall asleep to. So I see that. Um, but yeah, so reach out to us. Let us know what you guys fall asleep to. And if there's some really weird ones, uh, maybe we'll bring it up uh, next episode. So just just yell at us, uh, DM us, email us, whatever the fuck. So. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't gotten a, a drunken ranting email in a while. So come on. Step up. Yes. Seriously. It was seriously. a good trend for Wall. a while. Oh, he has two last names. Wall. Verd. So you could choose either one. Ryan Bird. No, I know Ryan. <laughs> he was he was at hey, the uh, the Chicago thing that we hey, did. Ryan. Hey Ryan. I remember him. I remember hey Ryan. Ooh, uh I do have some exciting news. Um for you anime fans, Mopar started watching that shit a little bit. I'm Ooh. I'm dipping my toes in. Ooh. Um and, and J Rod would be very happy. You know, I watched one episode of Cowboy Bebop and it it didn't catch me right away, so I kind of moved on. Uh, but One Punch Man is fucking hilarious. I've heard. Yeah. I recommend it to everybody. It's it's so outrageously. It's it's like a it's like a anime serious comedy, but in a SpongeBob. <laughs> Uh, like comedic way. Are they it's making a movie so about outrageous. that? Are they working on a movie for One Punch Man? I hope so. It's like it's, I heard it's, that. it's really truly. I, I, we're probably three episodes in, and it's just so funny. It's nice. so funny, man. Good shit. I mean, to give you an idea, like, like the the very first episode, there's a, a a monster crab dude, and he's got man legs, and he's in whitey uh, tidy whiteies, and he's running around just like chomping shit in half. But like the idea of just a crab dude. With just man legs and tidy whities and there's just <laughs> weird conversations that go on, and it's it's just funny. It's really funny. Cool. So, uh, if you guys are, are trying to t- uh, you know dip your toes into something like that, uh, that gets the Mopar check mark there. So, I think Jamie's um, the one you probably want to talk to if you're looking for anime Rickos. Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm I wanted something very easy to swallow because if if I have to read everything that's going on, let me let me have something simple in front of me. Uh, so I can, I can kind of absorb it instead of Cowboy Bebop, Bebop right off the bat. I, it just it felt like too much for me. Uh, so I'm, I'm just trying to warm it up, warm up. So first. I'm a total oh. anime noob. So it's, it really is in Japanese with subtitles. They don't overdub it like they did with like Pokemon or whatever. No, is Pokemon it's, a true it's, anime. Am, yeah. I, am I like a heathen for saying that? Yeah, well, that's kind of like the base. I, I would, I was kind of thinking about this before we start recording. Like the base genre would be for everybody would be like the Pokemon's or mm-hmm. the Dragon Ball Z's, all the stuff that actually has been dubbed over. Um, but uh, One Punch Man is not dubbed over. At least the ones that I'm watching on Hulu. I think it's on Hulu. Oh yeah, you got Hulu now. Hulu yeah. or Netflix? Nice. Hulu or Netflix? Um, yeah, we're bumming Hulu off my sister. So, oh yeah, you, you mentioned um, that. nice. Yeah, Hulu's got it's some on good one shit. of those. And yeah, Hulu's got a lot. Uh, you know, we've been watching that a lot more than Netflix right now. Um, so a lot of the series, the uh, TV series, are, are really good. I was trying to figure out like what I should get rid of. I was looking at my roster of like subscriptions that I pay for. I was doing the budget, or whatever. I was like Hulu, Netflix, um, Disney Plus, YouTube. I'm like, I feel like I need to 
feel like I could trim one of these and be happy. YouTube. No, I like I like YouTube Premium. Fuck those ads, man. Oh, really? Fuck watching ads. No, I hate it. Yeah, but it doesn't like provide you anything outside of just no ads, right? Um, and if you're mobile, you can keep listening to whatever you're watching while you like close the app or close the phone, as if like you're listening to a podcast or something. Because like, if you're watching a video, if you don't have YouTube Premium, you quit the app or not quit the app, but you turn your phone off, put it in your pocket, it stops. Premium, you can keep watching. Silly thing. Wow. But, yeah, I would definitely get rid of that. Well, it's not. That's, <laughs> I can't just the, that. that's the fringe benefit. The real benefit is no ads because I hate watching ads. Sure, I guess. I don't know. I I would I would never pay for that. I get the no ads, but the the fact that you don't get anything out of it as far as like uh, unique content, um, which I feel like Netflix has fallen off harshly. They used to have some really good stuff that was uh, Netflix only. Um, and it's fallen off pretty hard. And like I said, it's 90 some percent now that we just watch either Disney or so uh, much to watch, man. I was, we finished Shit's Creek and I I was kind of in and out of it. I probably watched half the episodes because Nina would watch and I would be like, I want to play some Overwatch instead, blah, blah, blah. I would hear it in the background. Um, I was just sitting there after we were finished with that and I was like, I don't know if I want to watch a series. I don't know if I want to sit down and try to trudge through six seasons of 20 episodes each at 30 minutes an episode. I just like, it's so much content. Like I watched the Mando. It's eight episodes. It's quick. Um, things like it's th- some of the HBO series. Like uh, somebody reminded me I need to watch Watchmen. I haven't seen that yet on HBO. That's another quick one. It's like 10 episodes, but to get into something and binge and have like five, six, seven, eight seasons, it's like too much, man. So I think it's just all watered down now. There's just too many, too many shows out there. Yeah, um, I'm still going to sing the praises of Hulu because they do have uh, HBO series on there. Yeah. So if you want to watch Sopranos and stuff like that, that's on there. And they also have FX series. So Always Sunny, Sons of Anarchy, mm-hmm. uh, and that, that sort of thing. They have just a really good blend uh, of just top tier shows. So, um, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, long story short, watch <laughs> uh, One Punch Man. I, I highly recommend it. It I is might fun. Try it, yeah. You know, the. the the, the one fun thing is, like, the animation of it is all over the place. Like, when there's battles going on, it gets really, like, anime sharp, fucking epic cool. Mm-hmm. And then it'll go into, like, his normal side stuff where he's basically just a bald dude. And he walks around, he looks so dopey and so idiotic. And he has the dumbest conversations. And it's just, like, blank faced bald round face i think i've seen it's it but re- i'm gonna look up this mother effer right now but it's also fun like when there is an epic battle scene going on the like uh detail in the animation starts lacking and they do it on purpose so it's like let's say they're they're battling in the air and they're flying around it'll literally just turn into scribbles and just color blasting on the f- it, there's no detail at all it's it's <laughs> it's really fun uh, the yeah, dude's face is crazy. just yeah it, he's just a bald dude He's just a bald, round-headed dude, but in in certain scenes, like he gets like a sharp chin. All of a sudden, he gets real epic looking when he does like a fucking hero stance. Yeah, and then it see, just goes into I, scribbles and stuff. If you hadn't said that, I would look at these pictures. I'm sorry, you can't see this, Mopar, but I'd be like, "Oh, this just looks like the show. This like lower animation and then like really epic style fan art." But you saying it goes back and forth between those two within the show. That's crazy. Yeah, it yeah, absolutely. And even like within the same scene, it's almost like they use the animation as another sense or feeling 
if a guy feels dumb, he's gonna look dumb and very simple. <laughs> or if he wants to look badass, they look. They, there's a lot more detail involved. It's just like a whole another aspect that they they use on that. So, can someone draw um, us? Highly anime, recommend it, please. I just want to see what that looks like. If we we're just both anime. It, yeah, make me with big ears. I want big ones. <laughs> I want them from my from the my the tips to the toes. <laughs> oh my god. Can we talk about Star Wars? Then? Uh Brennan says he's not toes. really a, Bre- Brennan says he's not really an anime fan, but uh if if we've ever watched Avatar the Last Airbender, I've never dabbled. Uh my little brother used to watch it when he was a baby and I would catch some of the episodes and I always thought it was cool. But I've never watched, like, started from the beginning and, and watched the whole thing. I always thought it was yeah. a cool concept, though. Like, just all those elements. You have the airbender that can fuck with everything. I think that's the concept, Is right? this just like uh, Stormwatch or whatever the... the, the, the uh, what's the American environment guy? American Gladiators? No, what's the... Captain with, Planet? With our powers combined. Captain Planet, see? <laughs> Oh shit! I think I see Captain Planet. <laughs> Is it like an anime Captain Planet with with air, water, heart? Captain Planet that? was hokey, and it was about like recycling. Avatar, there's like <laughs> four nations, and they each are specialized in like one of the main elements: fire, earth, wind, and water. Um, and I music. I think Fire Nation are a bunch of assholes. That's the, the as much of the plot as I remember. And apparently, cool. the movie sucked. But yeah. Yeah, who knows? Uh, so coming up, we ha- we're going to be ta- discussing a lot of the Mando news, but uh, there has been other stuff released. Um, the making of the Mando, the mm-hmm. documentary series, or what? What is it actually called? Uh, it's called Disney Gallery. Uh, Disney Gallery, and there's two episodes that have been released so far. Yeah, it seems like those are coming out uh, once a week, just like a normal show. So episode one was about the directors. So yep. Favreau is basically leading a roundtable with the, you know, directors, writers, concept artists, et cetera, around the show. Um, just talking about, you know, the creation of, of Mando to start. So the first one was about the directors. They each went around and, you know, talked how they get into Star Wars, how they get into Lucasfilm, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the second one is called Legacy. And that one was just about, you know, bringing the past and the the weight of Star Wars as a franchise into the very first TV show, which I like the second one better, I think. Absolutely. At least so far. And then I know you were talking in the chat and we'll probably dive into this right now, but Filoni was going hard on like the imagery of Phantom Menace and Qui-Gon Jinn and Anakin's whole arc over the whole six movies. Um, it's just really interesting. I like hearing him I like hearing him talk about the uh, the saga. Saga. Favreau or Filoni? Filoni. Did I say Favreau? I didn't mean to. Sorry. Filoni. Filoni? Yeah, Filoni has a great insight. And we'll just jump into it. Um, you know, the, the directors, like the behind the scenes of how they got into it. You know, it's if you're interested in that, it's like, okay, th- that's where this person came from. And um, it's weird because I like knew there was that many directors, but seeing them all in, in one table and knowing that there's only eight episodes, mm-hmm. you're like, well, Jesus, yeah, <laughs> fucking team. Why do you need all this? <laughs> but uh, at least it's, you know, it, it's cool. You know, I think uh, That's series, usually how like, they do it. Breaking shows, Bad. Though. 
What's that? That's usually how they do it for shows. You have a showrunner, producer who's like kind of creating the vision for the the series or the season. And then every episode is uh, directed by a different director, usually. Or the cycle. Yeah, I guess. They'll like m- shuffle through them. Maybe I wasn't really aware of that. Uh, the first time I became aware of something like that was Breaking Bad, where it was like openly known that every episode was a little different. And the main director, I forget his name, it's slipping. Uh, he would go like in and out, like every fourth episode he would direct or something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, to my own knowledge, I, that's that's the first one. That I was like, oh, I didn't realize they did something like that. I thought it was the same guy doing this over and over and over. But um, yeah, the round table was interesting. Uh, you know, the, the the first episode was like, OK, you know, I didn't waste my time, but it's it's, you know, whatever. The second episode, I thought they dug into specifics of. Uh, their ideas or their vision of what was happening in Star mm-hmm. Wars, even you know their own Filoni's vision on what Lucas did in, yeah. especially in the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, but he was also they were bringing up the prequels a lot, and they kind of dove into that a little bit, um, which was kind of nice. Um, yeah, that's something that I guess don't one of the get to see a lot of. I feel like there's so many times where someone's reminiscing about Star Wars, or there's a documentary about Star Wars, and all the clips are original trilogy stuff. And I'm just like, where yeah. is the prequels and all this, all this mess? And they even went so far as to to bring up and remind everybody that Phantom Menace has the most uh, practical effects and models out of all of the the entire saga still to this day. Like that's how much shit is packed into Episode One. Yeah, it was actually surprising. You know, I saw some stuff from like the making of Episode One that I had never seen, mm-hmm. like the pod race uh, stands. Yeah, how they actually built some stands like that, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't know that. You yeah. know that that's kind of funny. So many models, um, yeah. But they and they were piggybacking that onto like the 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 flying machine that the Mando, like the Razor's Crest machine, the cockpit of it that they were yeah. filming through. Yeah, yeah. And it was like showing how they were filming, and it was that was super interesting to me because they make a lot out of a little. Yeah, uh, you know. And it's like it, Jesus. If I if you pull the camera back ten feet, it looks like dog shit. But you create this <laughs> this whole feeling of he's flying a ship and he's concerned and he's getting shot at and all this stuff just by you know the the directing. So yeah. Um, well, it's cool how yeah, they're shooting I, it. I remember we were watching that special effects video uh, on YouTube a couple months ago about how they have that like rotating giant circular led screen that's showing like the background set so instead of like Mm -hmm. a backdrop painting or just a green screen they can see on the screen behind what they're filming what's actually supposed to be there so when the cockpit's there it's just the star field just space Uh, but when it's on when they're on a planet or like Tatooine or something you have like the desert in the background so i think that changes things so seeing the set and seeing behind the scenes there i think is cool i'm a huge fan of those documentaries I haven't gotten around to watching. What was it, what was it called again? Sorry, what? the series. What was the documentary called? Disney Gallery. Yeah. Gallery. Thank you. I I haven't watched the one that comes with the uh, episode nine um, movie yet, um, but I want to now. Now that I'm kind of like in in documentary zone. But you I know, I shit. think I watched most of the. Oh, you know what? I, I spoke about. I, I I misspoke. The eighth one. I watched the Ryan Johnson one for episode eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that one was okay. 
I mean, they didn't get... It was almost more of like a promotion thing, it felt. They didn't really dig into filmmaking, you know, visions and all that. It was just like Ryan talking about the sets. Like, this is what we did for this See, I like that one because they spent so much time talking about him and Mark Hamill and Luke's arc in 8 and he didn't like it at first and he was talking him through it and like they were disagreeing, but he saw the, the vision by the end of it. They spent a lot of time on that in the episode eight documentary, so I thought that was cool. They also spent about thirty-seven minutes talking about the fucking the tit walrus and transporting that and flying a helicopter to that island in Ireland just to get that stupid thing on the set. That, that took up a lot of time too. <laughs> set me off. Like, why are we flying tits across the bay over here? <laughs> you got to get the shot. How man. much does it cost? One million dollars per tit. Let's bring them <laughs> per tit. Four of them. Four please. million. Fucking unlimited budget. Let's go. Unlimited tits. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to get the shot, man. It's important. You can't chintz. Yeah. I mean, can't that's the wonderful thing about Star Wars is, you know, if you can dream it up, they'll fucking put it on, on scene or on screen. <laughs> you know, they don't they don't really give a shit. I would love and, to and it's in, a, in a goofy, in a goofy extreme way, like yeah. like walrus tits. They don't they don't care. They're putting yeah. it in the movie because we can. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Um, so I wonder what the line is, uh, what Lucasfilm's line is on creative differences. Because like that was the drama about the solo directors and everything. It's like creative differences, blah, blah, blah. We don't see eye to eye. It's like who's seen eye to eye with that decision? Well, who was, whose decision was it that they, they left? <laughs> were they forced to leave or were they like, you know what? If we can't do what we want, like we're, we're out. Or were, That's it, a good was question. It like, I don't know if it was like you're fired or if it's like they want to do this and Kathy's not feeling it. And then they just kind of like part ways and they go somewhere else. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, now I'm just remembering about the first episode. The one thing I did like that they were discussing was like, uh, the director's like light bulb that went off when they were young kids and or teenagers. What movie was it that like made them think I want to, I want to direct, I want to film make, I want to direct, I want to do all this. And yeah, uh, you know, I, I almost felt like 50% of them were, was Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that a lot. I think at least two of them, two of the six said Jurassic Park. And I want to say three of them. Um, that's so, that's so crazy. Cause they, they were discussing how, you know, they were going through different movies in the decades and they were, they were talking about like T2 Mm-hmm. Uh, was one of like the pinnacle things that you know the CGI got so crazy, but it was still like a cyborg metallic thing where right Jurassic Park was a living animal thing that they they were able to pull off, which is a completely different the shading and all the colors and oh, the, yeah, it's whether huge. it's wet or dry or there's so many aspects to like a living being yeah uh, that that I think that's. Why uh, a couple of the directors were like, yeah, Jurassic Park was the one that really kicked it off. I mentioned that um, a while ago. I think it was on YouTube where I watched a documentary of just Industrial Light and Magic. It was just some ILM behind the scenes or something. I'm pretty sure it was on YouTube. It wasn't Star Wars specific. It was just about ILM. And they said there was like three huge points in time. Obviously, they created it for A New Hope. So that's when ILM was birthed. The next big turning point was Jurassic Park when they were able to get those dinosaurs like that. And then the third huge turning point was when they got the Iron Man suit for Iron Man in 2008. Like those are the big three like pinnacles for ILM and how things have changed. Um, so yeah, I mean, Jurassic Park is obviously groundbreaking. So 
not surprised at all that they were all going crazy for that. It's crazy that that came out. Well, I guess okay. It's like ninety four. Like Jurassic right? Park. Yeah, or ninety three or ninety four. Uh, Jurassic Park pushed the boundary of like a CGI living being. And then we get to like episode one where every being on the battlefield is CGI and it's just pushed to an extent that we're having an entire war on screen that only like four people are actually involved as far as actors. The rest mm-hmm. of it, you from the tanks to the Gungans to the energy balls that they're throwing, the Boombas and, and the animals flying around, it's like 100% except for Jar Jar and you know that's it. Jar, yeah. I, I, like, is Jar Jar was the only one in that entire scene? <laughs> yeah, it depends. No, I mean, I think that's a huge thing. Is in order to get the effects that we have in the sequel trilogy and in the Mando, we needed all that groundwork in the prequels. And like, there's, I was, I was really happy of Filoni going in on the duel of the fates. Uh, battle in Qui-Gon Jinn and Anakin's arc and using that as a way to lift up Phantom Menace as, you know, something very, very good and positive in the Star Wars saga. Because obviously we all know as Star Wars fans, like the prequels is what everybody shit on for so long. So it's good to see that in a different light and also just to understand that, you know, what the work that Lucas did with the crew and with ILM and everything in the prequels, like set the stage for the Marvel Universe and... Uh, what I mean, we have you ta- with Star Wars you're talking now, about like uh, Filoni discussing the prequels. It's huge. Jesus, I don't know if it was just ignorance or if maybe I was just too young that I I took it in and it's just sat in my memory. But like the duel, duel of the fates, I never really took it for what it was, what it spelled out to be. Where at the end it was Qui Gon Jinn, who was gonna end up being like a makeshift father for Anakin who didn't see eye to eye with the rest of the council that probably would have been a perfect uh, Mm -hmm. teacher for Anakin. And the duel of the fates was, is he going to teach him or is he, you know, fighting, is he going to kill goddamn Maul or is Maul going to kill him? And if, if he kills him, that throws Obi-Wan into a weird situation, whether he lives or dies, but no one, he won't have that father figure. I feel like, right. That was the difference. Obi-Wan became a brother of Anakin. Qui-Gon would have been the father figure that Anakin needed. And that was the two fates. And it because because Qui-Gon was killed, mm-hmm. it completely altered the uh, trajectory of Anakin's story uh, in a very bad way. Um, and him him discussing it, I just highly recommend you guys go go and watch both, both episodes that have uh, come out. But... Um, no, I mean, the more and more I'm thinking about the first episode, it did have a lot of key points that was really, really cool. Uh, and Bre- Brennan's making a good point here that uh, Palpatine was the true father yeah, of Anakin. Sure. I wouldn't agree to that, but it's a good point that maybe in like Anakin's mentality, he was looking for that mentor that was more than a brother in Obi-Wan. I, oh, I don't know how many O's are in Obi-Wan. Oh, Obi-Wan. <laughs> Right, but uh, no, it's a it's it's a fair point. Um, but it all wraps up. <laughs> well, that's exactly what happens. I mean, why the Jedi mm-hmm. are stuck in a certain point of view, and Anakin needs something. And if you guys are going to pull this kid off of Tatooine and say he's the chosen one, and this and that, and prophecy over here, and like the fates over here, 
but then they kind of leave him in the lurch. They just stick to their Jedi ways, and like Anakin doesn't get you know, the attention and everything that he needs. So when that's fallen by the wayside, then he does turn to Palpatine, who's always been a mentor, and then starts to become obviously more and yeah, more attached a, to him you as know, the, the prequels go on. Not only for Anakin's trajectory for the Duel of the Fates, but the Jedi as a whole. You know, if 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 Qui Gon was able to live and like kill yeah. Maul in Episode One, he probably would have raised Anakin, the Chosen One, in one a, a more not correct way, but uh, less strict way that what may, may have worked more or worked well with Anakin. Yeah. But also, correct. you know, with Anakin being the Chosen One and and, and learning from Qui Gon. It would have like pushed the Jedi into maybe a less strict like it works like you don't have to be a fucking psychopath asshole. Look at my, I got two badass uh, uh, learners over here, Obi Wan and Anakin. Look how badass they are, <laughs> learners. <laughs> I'm a flyer. I'm a learner. Look at my learners. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but Qui Gon could have been like that one master in the organization. I don't know why they're yeah. fucking corporate the, organization yeah. right now the jedi llc uh to pull them back from like their dogmatic ways i feel like qui-gon was like the only one at that point that was seen that was seeing what was happening and i think they mentioned that too when they were when they were talking about phantom menace in uh in the documentary is like qui-gon Jin is the only one who isn't falling into the ways that the well, rest of the jedi it, are doing that are gonna lead to he, their downfall he's the only one that can see the bigger picture He's talking about the living forest. He's talking about like the forest is telling me that this is the right thing to do. Fuck the politics. Fuck, you know, the council and all this stuff. We have to do yeah. it because I mean, he bridges that says. gap. And everyone he else bridges the gap of, of not being a psychopath Jedi and also not yeah, falling exactly. to the dark That's side. The- but we do get a little bit of that with uh, Ahsoka, with her turning her back <laughs> to the Jedi, but she doesn't fall to the dark side. She's still a good person. Right. So. Ooh. Ahsoka uh, is she like kind of is, and she, she also bridges or, that uh, gap Qui-Gon. where she'll she'll fight Maul, but she's not going to murder him in cold blood because then you're just as bad as Maul, you know, or, or you're not just going to judge people because yeah. you're a master of something, right? So, um, but to wrap it all back into what Filoni yeah. was discussing, he he kind of starts duel the fates, and then he ends up at the end of uh, episode six, and it, and he and he discusses how you know Jedi. the. Mm-hmm. The, <clears throat> the turning point Excuse for Vader me? was something that maybe the Emperor knew about, but he could never truly understand. And what we what he was discussing was like the love between a son and a father and that relationship is something that Palpy has, first of all, never had and never really understood and never really understood the power that's behind that. Um, and it's, it, it, man, it was kind of eye opening to me, you know, it, it's kind of simple, but he, he like squared it away. He was like, look, Palpy has no idea what's going through Vader's head. Even if he thought this might happen and he felt Vader slipping, he, he probably conceptually never thought it was going to happen because mm-hmm. love can't, you know, that that's not going to fix anything. So he, the Vader's mine. He's good. Right. Um, yeah. Well, that's the great thing about this and Marvel and Harry Potter and what have you is that like, yeah, the foundation of it is so simple. It's like, yeah, Palpatine is evil. He has power, but he doesn't have all of these basic human things that all of our good guy characters have. He just he doesn't love anything. 
All he wants to do is just absorb power. And at the end of the day, that's not going to get you across the finish line. And it's the same thing with Voldemort and Harry. Like, how, how does Harry win? Because he has his mother's, the magic of his mother's love is more important than whatever yeah. Voldemort can imagine. No, it's, and, and I was actually earlier thinking about, like, if I had to put put a description or emotions of to hippies. the Emperor, it would be so negative and so detached from actual humans. Like, 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 there's no compassion or forgiveness or love or, or, I mean, there's simple traits. He's simply just anger. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's like, he, he, he literally is just, you know, <laughs> he's an angry person and he, he doesn't have, but it's sometimes it's not even anger. Yeah, which absolutely. Is interesting. Like he's detached in a way. He's like using anger when he needs to because he knows that it fuels the dark side. But like he's not trying to get back at everyone. He's just trying to amass power. Like he doesn't have a grudge. Well, maybe he does with the Jedi a little bit. But it's not like he was trying to be a Padawan and the Jedi turned him down. And now he's like, oh, man, they fucked me over. I'm going to dedicate my whole life to bringing down the Jedi Order. Like he doesn't have that. Yeah. He's just you know you know what's kind of weird is he's a sociopath. Even though technically Palpatine is just a human and he's just dusty and cracked, that the cyborg the cyborg more machine now than man, that little bit that's left that's still human of Anakin Skywalker <laughs> is enough to link him to like human traits. Yeah. Like I feel like yeah, I mean, that's what I'm getting at. Is like, in his elbow. To the core, Anakin was a good person. And he wanted to be... <laughs> oh, oh, the other thing that Filoni uh, said that Anakin in episode 6 finally became the father that he never had. And I was like... Oh! Like, my, my mind mm -hmm. just exploded. I was like, I knew it all along. I just never heard someone <laughs> say it out loud that... You know, the redemption of Vader was just Anakin becoming the father that he yeah. never had. And I'm like, oh, my fuck. Yeah. Well, it's easy to get distracted by things, especially as Star Wars fans. Like, we're all super, super nerdy. Like, a big thing I love about Star Wars is the world building. So I see something and I'm like, oh, what kind of fighter is that? And like, what's the fucking statistics on this starship? But you forget yeah. about like the yeah. core and of things sometimes because you're yeah. distracted by all that. No, he does. He does a great job. So he brings it back. He does to a basics, great job of that. Um, you know, and I, I this is going to kind of be a tangent, but moving forward with after Luke was saved from his father, you know, I still don't get not to dig up old shit. I still don't get everybody's issue with Episode Eight, Luke. You know, it's not like he didn't have a history of running from his own fears like he was constantly running away like he didn't want to train or finish his training on on Dagobah so he ran to his friends and fucked that all up and then and then even at oh, yeah. yeah and there's just like he's, he's constantly running all the time. away from things um, I, I mean I guess in episode 4 that's the, the first time that he's like we yeah. gotta go save the princess and then blow up the death ball and he, and he fucking does everything and then I feel like episode 5 and 6 uh they, they take Luke's enthusiasm and take it a step back and he starts questioning himself. I think with like meeting Yoda, like he's expecting this badass soldier, crazy smart dude. And he ends up talking to a frog who still is all of those things. So it's, um, yeah. I think it kind of twists 
Luke's mindset when he finally meets Yoda and starts discussing it with it with him. And and the whole I don't believe it, that's why you fail. Mm-hmm. I loved that uh the the new guy, I, I'm sorry, that the new guy that's going to be doing the new film in 2 years. What's his name? Tycho. I loved. Wasn't it him Tycho that brought Wittini? it up? I'm sorry about the uh Oh, but yeah, he that was why you reminiscing, fail. and he was like, yeah, like, my favorite line. And I, that like, I've always I don't believe it. That's why you fail, yeah. That's always hit me so hard that, well, of course you failed. You don't even believe it. Like, why yeah. Why are you going to luck into something? You got to believe right. in it first, and then you're going to fucking do it. L- limiting so, beliefs. So. Yeah, exactly. Luke's just got limiting beliefs. Like I'm just a farmer. There's no moisture here. I don't know what you to know. Do the other thing this. was in episode six when, um, well. when Luke confronts Leia and says, "You know, he's my father," and she goes, "Luke, run away, far away." And then, like in episode seven, Luke Skywalker's vanished. <laughs> leave this <laughs> if place. He and then you, the next then episode, leave this place. He, yeah, he, yep. he's gone, he, man. He he, he took that shit literally. It's, it's like yeah. a, it's like a funny meme, but it also is so true I mean, to Luke. I don't know. I just didn't. Whatever. <clears throat> it's like everyone act, acts like it's so out of left field, and it's like, why did this happen? How did he write that? It's like it's in the it's in the fucking movie. It's there. Yeah, all the clues are there, and it, nothing that's you out know, of the ordinary. It's all obvious stuff. It's just it's very simple. People, you know, love things from childhood. Nostalgia factor is huge. They say, I believe that Luke should do this, this, and this. Yeah. And then when that exact thing doesn't um, happen. Some of the guys in our uh, Patreon chat was also mentioning that even in like the legend stuff where he was OP God Luke, he was still running away from stuff. Um so it's yeah, I just whatever. Put that aside. Yeah. Uh Watch, watch the behind-the-scenes shit. It's fun. <laughs> I'm and and for the record, I'm 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 a huge, huge, huge fan of Luke and Eight. I love it. I love it. I haven't rewatched a Last Jedi in a minute. Maybe that'll be on my list. What's soon. the guy's name? I'm sorry again. Once I finish Mando. What's what's his the the Ajuda director Mando? Well, who, what guy? Are we just the tech guy. Tech, tech. Which one? How do you spell that, Taika? Taika. Watiti. T-A-I-K-A, what a hell of a name. A space W A I. He's a unique looking unique looking dude too. Many eyes and T's. He's a savage. He's a New Zealand savage. Um I little bit of a tangent, but I rewatched Endgame for the first time since theaters a couple nights ago. Uh because it's awesome. It's really good. Holds Is up. that only the second time you saw it? Absolutely badass. Love it. Good shit. Yeah, I hadn't seen it since uh, the premiere in theaters. It, it had been a while. It just, I kept saying, like, I want to watch this. I want to sit down and watch this. And it's three hours and three minutes. And I'm like, you know, it took a minute. So I wanted to watch it in one sitting. So it took a minute. Um, but it's good. Very good. And he's Korg. What so I was getting was at is, uh, first of all, I did. I just made a connection that uh, Takai was, um, or Taika. Is that how you? I'm sorry, Taika. Uh, was the uh, he played Taika. Yeah, Hitler Taika. in Jojo Rabbit? That's I just made that connection. Yeah, and he wrote yeah. it. I think well, and directed um, that's his movie. 
But there was a oh, Christy Wilson Cairns. She is the co-writer for the new film. Oh, she wrote fucking 1917. This film's gonna be fucking awesome. <laughs> Between uh, Taika oh, yeah. and, and her, Hell this yeah. is gonna be fucking perfect. Yeah, I'm super hyped now. Did you ever end up seeing... Oh, you saw uh, 1917, right? We discussed that. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was... I happened to be in New York when I uh, when it came out, and I saw it in one oh, of yeah, those man. Dolby Atmos Savage Theaters. It was really good. Yeah. Oh, I've never the had the vibrating, vibrating chairs. chairs and the surround sound and everything. It's good. Well, not like a massage chair. I'm just saying, like, there's more to the sound effects than just the speakers. Nice. Like, the floor is actually like rumbling and shit. No, I'm. Uh, cool. I knew. Yeah. What names were on there? I just had not yet done my uh, due diligence and researched the people behind that new film. So I'm. I'm. Yeah, and well, wasn't isn't Takai also in, or yeah, Taika yeah. also a part of um, the newer? Jurassic Parks was it? I thought there was something else that he was tied to. That's all right. I think I'm making that up. Uh, I don't think so. Thor he Ragnarok, directed, uh, and then he's Thor, got the next Ragnarok. Thor film on the uh, on the docket. He's the he's the blue, yeah, he's the blue rock dude, Korg. Um, but no, I'm I'm, and he's IG11, and I've been a fan of him since Thor Ragnarok was the first time I heard of him. But yeah, nice. Yeah. That's all we got to say about yep. that. That's all I have to say. Oh, wait. Whoa, I just found something else. Hold. Holding. Hold, They're making a, a wait, sequel to Suicide Squad. Oh, I guess Birds of Prey isn't like a sequel. What do you mean? No, not necessarily. So there's something slated for 2021 called The Suicide Squad. His name was attached to it. That's why I, I saw it on Google. Um, it's on the stream here. It's a sequel uh, mm -hmm. directed by James Gunn, who did the Guardians of the Galaxy film. So that should actually make it good. Probably going to be um, in it. Why is his name on here, though? Upcoming it could movies. Be an actor. It's listed under there. Maybe he's like producing or writing or something. Um, he acts. Yeah, possibly. Oh, I'm definitely he watching just that. Elba's cast. John Cena? Just add, Pete Davidson. Just add The Rock. And what the I'll fuck is this? Savages. How have I not heard of this before? Every, every, yeah, is Matt McConaughey's in here too, everybody? That's, that's ridiculous. Cool. Yeah, well, yeah. You learn something new every day. Um, all right. Let's Mr. get Fletcher, into, uh, Mando News, uh, season two. It seems like, <laughs> I don't, I just, you, they're just giving everything away. Here, just, here's everything. It's kind here's of the ballsy because the they, they've been episode. really, really go. good with their press releases and releasing stuff. I mean, especially with the Skywalker series, they held out on a lot of stuff, did great little teases and just, you know, kind of banana sticked it with, in front of us, whatever the fuck that means. But you, <laughs> have you ever been banana sticked? <laughs> I don't like carrots on Carrot sticks. Carrot on a stick, I think, is um, what you're looking for. But they, yeah, their, their press releases <laughs> of everything has been so spot on and so what, specific like, and so detailed is. and we're releasing this detail then and all. The, and now it's just, it feels like a floodgate of 
fuck it, every, all the characters are in it. Like, who cares? And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's everyone's in it. You know, Vader's the one back, thing I gotta Luke's say, in it, everyone's so, uh, in it. Kylo's wait, what, in it. Everyone's go in it. ahead and what's the actual releases of like the uh, actors and the characters? Well, there's a bunch, and I probably missed one or two, so please chime in, uh, listeners. But um, the first one that I saw was the announcement that Tamara Morrison is back to play Boba Fett. Um, Tamara Morrison, obviously, is Jango Fett from Episode 2 and the face and actor for all the clones. And shortly after that, it's there was rumor that he was also going to be back as Captain Rex because we know that Rosario Dawson is cast for Ahsoka. So if Tamara Morrison's back, there's a clone. They're like, we better capitalize on this. We want Rex and Ahsoka together, live action. I can't believe the they would bring Rex two. into it. That's the first one that I saw. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, you got to remember, Floney is heavily involved, and all of his stuff is playing together. So the stuff that happened in Rebels, we see mm-hmm. is a little bit teased at the end of The Clone Wars the new season if that's happening he's involved in the mando if ahsoka's back and he's also is a, has a big hand in all of the new mandalorian lore and the mandalorian storylines so if all that's going to be tied together he's i gonna still be don't that so doesn't even make any sense, sense that rex and ahsoka would why be would rex be it's called the mandalorian like what do you mean having boba fett be a part of the mandalorian and the mandalorians is 100 spot on especially with uh, the other girl uh, that's the Death Watch chick that they, they've also released is also a part of the Mandalorians. I'm just saying that if Ahsoka is there, if Ahsoka's there, then it would make yeah, sense. Yeah, I just imagine Rex is, is dead because he'd be, well, even in the in the chats here. Uh, uh, Brennan said Rex would be like 80 in clone years. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I don't. True. Yeah. No, true. I mean, yeah, I just I think they're going hardcore. I don't know. Uh, Mandalorian culture, because I think they're going to be doing some Death Watch characters and Boba mm-hmm. Fett, and now the Mando, and Ahsoka's kind of hard tied into that stuff with everything she did with uh, Maul and the, and the Death Watch people, and to save Mandalore, uh, or. Well, then I so is Rex, man. then, because he's cloned why from a was, Mandalorian. Uh, why, I, it's the same thing. I hope he's not on screen. He'd be 112 running around. Um, but uh, <laughs> imagine. Maybe. I mean, there's no limit to what they could throw in there. <laughs> um, in Imagine. Because in, in the Republic Commando books, Boba Fett came into the picture because he was looking for the Kaminoans because he wanted to figure out a way to reverse the de-aging process. So they could throw anything at the fucking wall. There could be a whole like hive of clones that after Order 66 deserted the Empire and are just living and hanging out and Try not to trying die to early. not die early because they have cloned <laughs> DNA. Maybe they're <laughs> maybe they're embracing the Mando culture. What are you doing today? You I'm trying know. to I mean, live past really episode six. This I'm just so trying real, I don't want to die early. <laughs> you need to get past six ABY. Jesus. Um, I think I've never been like a massive Boba Fett fan, but I have always been a massive clone and Tamara Morrison fan. So the fact that he's going to be back on screen is awesome. And the potential to see like old Boba Fett 
without his mask or you like know old, i mean they, they kind of uh, set Captain it up Rex, perfectly with uh, the uh reveal of the dark saber at the end of the last episode and how that's tied into the mandalorian culture you know historically um obviously the mando himself bringing in ahsoka who's dealt mm-hmm. with the mandos and fought maul as uh were they, were they calling maul the mandalore what's what's the title Because that's what like Candorus becomes think so. in Kotor after after he helps Revan out he becomes Mandalore and it's like a title, and that's who I thought like right. But I don't know uh, if they were I, I mean, saying that in the Clone Wars. That's a good question. <laughs> I think they were just like obviously this guy is going to kill us all, so just let him rule for a couple weeks. Like we can't do anything against him, so yeah. just let him um, be in control for a couple months. Man, if you would have told me twenty years ago that the guy from episode one that got cut in half at the end is gonna be is gonna be in basically every cartoon going forward got cut in half pretty he's bad. gonna be he's gonna be the easter egg in a solo movie he's also gonna run the mandalorians he's also gonna get some crab legs and has a brother <laughs> you're like wait a second i thought he was cut in half pretty bad pretty bad it was a particularly but, bad case of someone being cut in half. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot. So, and then along with um, Boba slash Rex slash Tamara Morrison, there was one other it, one that I forgot. Sabine is supposed to be uh, yeah. coming and cast in live so Sabine, action as well. And it Sabine was Ren. the uh, um, the Mando chick that at the, the last season of of uh, Clone Wars. I forget her name. Uh, yeah. Bo-Katan and Sabine. Yeah, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. So a, a bunch of a bunch of fucking savage Mandalorians are coming together and probably going to be one. Oh my god, what if we're we're building towards something? What if there's they're building towards a Mandalorian war again? Because I was reading up on uh, Bo-Katan and she they they said there was like a Mandalorian civil war, but what if it gets to the point that you know the Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Take back their their planet, thrive for a few generations, and then attack the goddamn republic. That I, if I had to put money on what the finale of the Mandalorian series is going to be, I would say it's probably organizing all the Mandos under one banner and retaking their planet. Because this is hinted at for the same reason that the Empire has the dark saber. And uh, when Mando gets the Beskar plates as payment, they all say, like, these came from the Great Purge. So we know at some point they tried to take Mandalore back from Darth Maul. And then once the Empire rose, they came in and fucked everything up, stole the Darksaber, mm-hmm. took all the Beskar, scattered the Mandos everywhere. So I would say at some point they're probably going to no, try to, a, you know, I mean, like, tactically, their shit back. you got to think even for the Empire in its infancy, one of the biggest threats is probably a strong Mandalorian culture. Yeah, that like <laughs> if you look at them the wrong way, there goes our death ball. Yes. Like, <laughs> fuck the farm boy. These guys have blasters and they'll, they'll shoot us and shit. The one's riding a dinosaur. <laughs> I know I mentioned this. <laughs> yeah. I know I mentioned this last week, but I think after we were talking about Clone Wars, but seeing some sort of storyline with the clones adjusting to the Empire, I think would be really cool. I don't know if that can get thrown in somehow, but 
you know, everyone's a clone of Django, all the clones. So I don't know. I feel like there has to be some group of clones that desert or say that they're sick of this shit or retire or find out evidence of the inhibitor yeah. chips or something. I actually, uh, speaking defend. of, uh, of stuff, <laughs> um, no. I had an itch. Speaking. That's the entire um, show. Speaking of stuff. I had an itch to not read a canon book. If that sounds dumb. I don't want to read a canon book. I, I feel to like they low-key let me down in, in different ways. I don't want to say any of them were really bad. They just didn't hit me the way a lot of the Legends books did. You know, with the Plagueis and the Bane books. Uh, even an old okay. Darth Maul book that I read. Revan. All of it. They, they've always hit me well. Um, I, I did finally order uh, the first Clone yep. Commando book. It should be here tomorrow. I know you let me borrow yours for like two years and I just never opened it. Republic Commander, thank you. Um, oh, Republic Commander. So I yeah. finally ordered it and I, I plan on, on uh, jumping into that. But there's five of them total, right? So yeah, there's so there's the three first, there's, there's the first three and then yes, there's six, Order 66. And okay. And then there's yeah, five, I would love, uh, you guys have yeah. just sung its praises and I just, I'm ready for something a little more epic. You know, I liked Ahsoka. I liked the book. It's decent to solid. It's good. But it did not blow me away like Plagueis or Bane or even Revan. I was upset with the story of Revan, but the just reading about Revan has that like, holy fuck, like this is happening. Um, I just never, I don't feel that with any of the, uh, yeah. the new books. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I am. I hate to say it, but I am. Um, I've only tried like, eight eight or nine of the all the new canon books i try to get into it queen shadow was pretty good mm -hmm. still kind of young adult um but it was cool because it was prequels era i haven't read master and apprentice yet maybe that's but what like dooku dooku was a half letdown it was like interesting but they never Why? went there like it was just like do don't do that ah. i'm like why am i listening what is happening <laughs> i'm oh, getting no evil getting visions of the sith invasion yeah, yeah, they don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. Um, that's where I'm uh, eager for news about High Republic, just to see what's going to happen there, because that's like the big. These canon books fit in in between everything. Like I haven't been really feeling those. So like starting with a brand new era, new characters, new storylines, everything from scratch, and it's very heavy on the publishing front, books and comics. No, I, I agree. You want to know some. why? Because there's no fucking shit. rules. There's no rules. They can do whatever why? the fuck they want and make it work. Right. If you're doing a book about Ahsoka, there's stuff already set up, and most likely there's goddamn Rebels episodes after the book, so you can't do anything with the character. I don't know. I think that's a cop-out answer, though. Because, like, we obviously... Before we went into Season mm -hmm. 7 of The Clone Wars... We obviously know Ahsoka survives because she's in Rebels, but that didn't make the finale of that show any worse. Yeah, you know what? Been, Ahsoka isn't going to die. Well, she she meets. You know, Rex wasn't going to die either because she meets up with him in Rebels. Yeah, I mean, there's ways to do right. it. Sure, there's yeah, ways exactly. to do it correctly and make it more epic. And you know, yes, I don't know. 
I just still, I, I agree. I mean, I think that th- them having no ties and no rules with the, the High Republic is really just going to launch this sh- this shit. If they do it cor- correctly, and I'm not saying it has to be one way or the other, I'm just saying, don't fuck it up. Like, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be my vision of, of everything. You can do something <laughs> else, but just don't fuck it up. Push the boundaries. You have that palette to do whatever the fuck you want, so... Um, let's draw. I mean, they need to drop an F bomb. They need to drop an F bomb in a High Republic, right? And they don't. And that's have the to first come... dark Jedi. That's the first first dark Jedi. Burritos again. This Jedi lunch sucks. I fucking hate it. <laughs> hey, he seems kind of mad. His eyes are turned are glowing. <laughs> but we should probably shout him down. He must. He must be burrito he boy. Must be really strong now. <laughs> um, Darth oh, Darth Barangus. Your burrito discussion distracted me. Um, shit, what was I gonna say? I think that's where it really falls is like there are no expectations and there's nothing for them to lean on other than like the world. The world has been built. We know it's Star Wars. We know there's Jedi. There's probably Sith. There's lightsabers. Excuse me. There's the force. But other than that, they don't have to loop this storyline in. Yeah. They don't have to finish this character off. They don't have to end Luke Skywalker's arc. You know, they don't have that bag. Brennan said perhaps some stuff like, from Mando will lead to the High Republic. You're going backwards <laughs> there, bub. High Republic's going to be like, a what was it, 800 years before? 700 years before? Uh, no, it's not 400, something like that. I think it's 400, actually. 600, 800, something like that. A bunch of years before uh, even episode million one. years. I think it's 400 years before episode one. So, uh, I mean, the only thing I could even see them yeah. leading to something is if yes, somehow they explain... Yoda species stuff way back in the High Republic stuff that would somehow tie in, but I don't think it's it's going to tie in. Well, that's there what I'm would saying. be the tie yeah. is something from Yoda's species. Um, I mean, which you know could be very interesting, yeah. but uh, hmm. but that's what they did with the Mando. There were no rules. They created a brand new character and said, "This the guy's epic. He's in this timeline, but you don't know what the fuck he's he's going to do." Every character, Cara Dune, badass, fucking epic. No rules. There's no rules. She doesn't have to live. She doesn't have to die. We don't fucking know. Kuil, you know why? You know why we felt Kuil's death? Because we didn't fucking know. I, we thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's actually I miss him now. Because he has a catchphrase. What if? What Anyone if? It, what if? On his dying breath, he said, "There's I no spoke. catchphrases in." <laughs> I no longer speak. I no longer speak. <laughs> I can't speak anymore. I'm mute. Yeah, I don't know. As I'm, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking, I'm like, why do I love the Republic Commander series so much? Because I know where it starts and I know where it ends. So that's obviously, that doesn't take anything away from the story. So what is it that makes it so good? And why is it that some of the, like the, New canon but, novels I mean, and comics you, haven't really done that. You I don't knew know exactly what the answer timeline was. what was going to happen be- before and after, but you didn't know what was happening to those direct characters, right? Yeah, but with the same line of logic, though, then the Aftermath trilogy should have been good, too, because you know the Empire fell, and we've seen Episode Seven, so you know that the Resistance and the Republic are different, and then Rey Skywalker or whatever, Rey... And Kylo Ren, you know about all that. And you're filling in the gaps in the middle. So, like, 
it's the same kind of scenario, but what is it that makes Aftermath Because they put me- Wedge in there all over this shit, and I don't give a damn no about shit. Wedge. Like, is that your is that your go-to point? Let's put someone that everybody it's knows in it. Like, that doesn't make it great. I don't have to give a shit about Wedge. First of all, why is Wedge... <laughs> but we're, well, we're just about to sing the praises of the Mandalorian for doing the same thing. But it's, it's, it's more of a tie-in. I felt like... And all this shit. And Aftermath put Wedge in there because of Wedge. This other stuff's like, because it's all tying together, it makes fucking sense. I don't know. I just I just don't like Wedge. From guys. a certain point don't of view. Like him. Some people could look at the Tamara Morrison casting as a yeah, they're just chucking I mean, no, in Boba Fett because everyone likes Boba I don't Boba disagree, Fett. but I, you know what I mean? don't agree with it either. Like it's I th- I do I because I mean Wedge was a pilot for the I think it does rebellion. make sense so but it does also make sense it, can it be a, a cop out and also makes sense I absolutely think they're like they're dub they're double they're doubling down bro they're doubling down because everybody yes, loves that's Boba what happens Fett. every day like even the young Boba Fett in the Clone Wars stuff was a badass and you saw him have that spark <laughs> that that like proving he was trying to prove everybody wrong and he never really saw eye to eye with a bunch like I don't. I don't know. He yeah. he doesn't live along his life along the lines of, um. Well, the Jedi did, but not, well, not the other Mandalorians. Like he he is a rogue Mandalorian. He doesn't even live within a, a, like an honor or guidelines. Well, isn't isn't there a piece of the story that um, Lucas? What the hell is this? Um, where. Lucas was saying that Django and Boba aren't true Mandalorians. Isn't there a I bit mean, of that I story somewhere? I mean, I imagine that like Django like that. was maybe defected, like he was no longer a part of them and maybe, or something like that, but he has the armor, which we know how rare the armor is, so someone either he is one or he killed someone. Yeah. Or he used to be one, yeah. I mean, regardless. Hmm, I don't know. I like Star Wars. I don't know. A lot. I mean, if if from a certain point of view, isn't that the the cool thing about the clones is that they're clone Mandalorians? Whoa, whoa! That's what I always thought. Like, take who are we gonna get for the clone donor? The bad, most badass fighters in the galaxy, the Mandalorians. He's one of the from best. From a certain of those, point of so view, pick him. The Clone Wars could also be called the Mandalorian Wars. Shit. I am. Surprise, bitch. So who's Revan? <laughs> <laughs> no, I isn't that isn't Ask that me in the movie, certain point of view because they're cloned Mandos. Yeah. It's the Mandalorian War. Sometimes Get, light bulbs no, go sure. off. We talk about this shit all day, every day, and then you're still like, wait a second. What about this? Yeah, so Brendan just dropped, brought this up. Elmec in season two said that Django was just a simple bounty hunter. He may not be a Mando. I thought I saw somewhere that it was like confirmed that Django wasn't a true Mandalorian. But also after seeing the storylines in like Rebels and Clone Wars, I feel like they're so scattered that like how do you categorize like a true Mandalorian? Well, it, it, there's so much other? turmoil so in uh, as much Mando as the, next the Mandalorians. I mean, Darth Maul ran the bitch for like five years like what there's no culture behind like yeah yeah all bets are off after that 
Yeah, you had a, a default. No, Sith and that's as what your leader, it's so like. There's no. I think rules that's what we're going to get to, in, in season two, where they're all going to start teaming up, and like, there is a way, and we saw the spark of that. Yes, we're getting back to that fucking night that the Mandalorians all teamed way. up and saved the Mando and the Yoda baby because this is the way, and that's what needed to be done. They were tired of hiding in the fucking sewers, yep. and they're doing shit about it now. Yep. Oh, right here. Uh, yep. yep. So although, yes, I'm, I'm reading on uh, Wikipedia, although Fett was an armor-wearing Mandalorian, the pacifist government of Mandalore saw him as nothing more than a common mercenary with no actual ties to the Mandalorians. So it's confirmed. And this is under the canon tab. Yeah, so uh, from the Mandalorian law or view, Jango Fett was not a true Mandalorian. You'll learn something new every day. I'm pulling it, I'm pulling it up here on the feed, yeah. Remember that day, that first day back in like 2014 or something when we God. went to Wikipedia and there was a canon and a It still does kind of we irk like, me. I'm not going to lie, but I get it that everything That's needs a reset. shit. It'd be nice just to have like everything work though. It's coming together well. I mean, comic book um, fans will know that the stuff in the Marvel movies isn't 100% the way it is in the comics. It's close enough. I feel like they're doing the same kind of thing with Star Wars. and Because it cool even says here, uh, sorry to uh, wrap back around to Django, it says, mm -hmm. nevertheless, his reputation attracted the, the attention of the Sith as they plotted their return to the to galactic power. Yeah, so, like, I guess from, like, Darth, from, from uh, Dooku's so, point yeah. of view, he didn't really give a shit if he was seen as a Mando or not. The guy's a savage, so we're going to clone him because he's a, he's, he's a murdering asshole. Right. Well, also that whole storyline, basically, in the Clone Wars, we have the end of with the, with the siege of Mandalore. That old regime is gone, so who knows what Bo-Katan's going to put in place? Like they could say we need numbers, and yeah, Jango Fett, you can be a Mandalorian again as long as you, or sorry, Boba Fett, as long as you follow the way. So I don't know. That was just a certain um, a certain government on Mandalore that kind of saw him differently. I'm reading so like this last paragraph here of the uh, the very beginning of his thing. And it says, in the days leading to the first battle of the Clone Wars, Fett was hired by Viceroy Newt Gunray to assassinate Amidala on Naboo. Was that in the Clone Wars cartoon? Yeah. That was... the. First half of the movie of Attack of the Clones, fool. Why? <laughs> well, Wait, I didn't what, know it was Gunray. I thought it was Dooku. How did we? Uh, how were we? No, supposed it was Viceroy Gunray. Because he was fucking salty that. The regime, or that is a uh, takeover. Why did I not know this? He was embarrassed, and he's because like, at the beginning we see the the ship blow up, and then we see Anakin and Obi Wan chase after the changeling, and it all leads back to Django on on uh um what the fuck? Well, 
Geonosis. And then who is in the stands at the arena that is trying to make yeah, sure Padme dies? Yeah, but on Camino, I mean. It's voice right, vice right. Like, everything right. ties back to, when once we get to Camino, it's Django, 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 uh, Sifo Diaz, which we assume that, like, was Count Dooku. So that was my time. I thought Count Dooku was yeah. like, go kill Senator Amidala. See, I guess uh, I just I guess the I don't think so. I don't think he gave a shit about that because if Dooku's taking his orders from Palpatine, Palpatine needs Padme in the mix for Anakin. I, uh, yeah, so I guess I never that. really thought of it. When, when, that's what threw me off is the name Gunray. Like I never, I didn't really think that it was Gunray that did that because they never they shoot her or something. Shoot her or but something. They don't, they, yeah, but they. Uh, I guess my question is what yeah, what did led you to salty. believe that? They don't say it. So just the fact that Viceroy Gunray's in the the Coliseum at the end? I mean, yeah, I guess it's not obvious. I'd be curious to see I 100% uh, what other people thought it was Dooku who who uh, would have to say about that. Well, uh, Padme does say because Dooku. that's all She's, the I focus of the rest of the movie. Viceroy Gunray is like not a part of any of it until he gets cut in half in Episode Three. Like I, th- I, I, I don't know. I just didn't. Well, they are the ones that started the droid army, so they are kind of in charge of that. And then, yeah, when they get locked up on Geonosis at the arena, he's there and he wants Padme to be killed, be executed, because he's still just embarrassed about Naboo. He's a slimy bitch. Everyone keeps pronouncing his name wrong, and he's mad. So I don't know. I I will say Attack it's of the Clones just a is not blob of a movie. There's a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. Like the when they started talking about Sifo-Dyas, when I was a kid, for I was how, like, "What's it's happening?" Funny because I don't for this how like what is going on? Everyone makes fun of trade routes and that sort of thing in Episode One. I still followed along. Like I understood what like the barricade or the blockade yeah. was. Like you don't you we're mad at you, so we're not gonna let you leave or anything. So you know, get ready for battle. I got it. Like regardless of if it was yeah. a trade dispute or whatever, or if it's a Sith, like I, I understood it. When you start getting into co- pulling characters that we've never heard or seen, or well, going forward we'll, ne- we'll never see, I was like, wait. Wasn't brought yeah. up a single fucking time until, and like, it is kind of you. You know, unless you're, I mean, I was a kid at the time, yeah. so when it came out, I was like, "Am I supposed to know that Dooku is working for Sidious this whole time? Who Sidious knew about? Ep- or because we didn't know about Order sixty six when we first saw Episode two, so there was like a huge piece to this clone army, right?" And who created them that I didn't connect. Like I, after watching episode two for the first time, I'm not sure I would have said, yes, Darth Sidious is behind the clone army. There's some hints in there, but like I said, it's kind of a mess, so it's not necessarily easy to follow. So Obi-Wan arrives in Kamino. He talks to them. They say, we've been expecting you. They mention sifo He's like, that motherfucker's died a decade ago. When he talks to Django, he mentions Sifo-Dyas. Yeah. And Django says, no, I was recruited by Tyrannus. At that point, you don't know who that is. And at the end of the movie, after Dooku escapes and gets back to Coruscant, Sidious greets him as, welcome back, Lord Tyrannus. And then you're yeah. supposed to be like, 
oh shit, it was Dooku all along, blah, blah, blah. But it's kind of like those side, kinda like in there, random so side, really, it doesn't really hit you. The way uh, it's conversations to. that, like, even in episode one uh, with Maul, it'd just be like a dark <laughs> alley. Time to reveal ourselves with the Jedi. You're like, wait a second. This is important. I should start listening. They're in the shadows. <laughs> this is, hey. This is the entire plot of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can only talk about the uh, plot. Shinobi, when the, uh, that's the only time. The comment section here says, <laughs> yeah. in Legends, Django and Boba Fett are Mandalorians, and during the Vong War, Boba actually becomes Mandalore. In canon, they are not Mandalorians, which is woo. Nice. You know, <laughs> you know. I'm actually for a, and, and Brennan in the chat made a sad face. I'm actually okay with it. I'm okay with them distancing Boba and Django. First of all, their the myth behind the two was way overshot than than what they were actually like the the idea like the the idea of Boba Fett and him being a what do you psychopath mean badass killer. With just a little scene where he falls into a hole? Like, are we really... Is that what we're basing it off of? I think what probably happened... Think how little content there was in 1980. What probably happened is you saw him in Empire. And you're like, that armor! Well, he did kind of... That fucking ship! Oh my god, he must be such a badass! And then you have three years of building up head He kind of did capture Han Solo. Jedi, yes, he and falls everybody in the loves Han Solo. And out, there's out just some him, more. Like stayed on the back of the fucking kind of. ship. And- yeah. 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 So it probably comes from that. And for me, it comes from I love Jango well, Fett. Well, also and the, the clones, other, so the, like the, the, the Legends awesome. comic series stuff also blows shit out of the proportion because. I think Boba Fett faces Vader and like half wins. And you're like, what? No. First of all, fuck off. No. Yeah. Is Newt Gunn right behind this shit? Because he's the only. <laughs> please, please. He's behind I'm it all. I think what could be really cool, I'm just exploring possible Boba Fett uh, um, storylines here, is like, yes. Based on this regime of Mandalore, they weren't considered true Mandalorians. Jango never had that honor. Boba's a clone. He's a bounty hunter. But perhaps maybe he has a distaste for the Empire and he could come back around and follow the Mandalorian creed. And you know maybe what would become be a even, Mandalorian? You know what, what would even be two. crazier like, is that could if be a storyline. They did them. fight back to take over uh, their home planet. Boba Fett was a part of it, and for some reason, somehow they they do some they do some research and t- start talking about like bloodlines, and they end up finding out that Jango actually was a bloodline of like an ancient Mandalore. That some, let's just make bloodlines important in in the story somehow, and it actually Boba Fett being a clone of Jango was very important because of his blood. It'd be really cool to like do something that. You know, they weren't considered Mandalorians, but yeah. yet the blood that lives in them is probably more Mando or pure Mando than the rest of them. Um, That'd be really cool. But isn't that the whole thing? It's like yeah. Din Jaren is just a random dude that was his family was killed by battle droids, but he was uh, he was saved you know, by the Mandalorians. He follows the creed. He's a Mandalorian now. Like anybody could really do that if they follow, if they take it seriously. You know, most of my so life no I feel really dumb. Like come but back sometimes I feel extreme dumb. You know, <laughs> obviously I knew that. I knew that what? Din had What's issues. What's making you extreme dumb right now? 
with droids. I never really thought that he has issues with droids because the CIS yeah. shot his whole fucking town up. I think you're just blanking out on the first lo- time we no, talked I- about that because that was definitely something that you brought up was the fact that like he was rescued, he was being attacked by yeah, droids, his I family's dead. It's nice Obviously, to forget stuff because then you re- realize it again. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you talked about it really two weeks smart. Ago. Like, oh, oh, I just invented. Oh, this I invented plotline. it again. <laughs> Filoni actually yeah. asked me about the droid storyline, uh, and I gave it to him. So let's they didn't let's put me in the fucking writer's notes on IMDb. I mean, though. we kind of spelled it out, <laughs> but what's what's your expectations, if any, for uh, season two of Mando? Also, we should go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm trying to keep it open. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm trying to keep it open. If Boba just makes like a, a one episode cameo, I think that would be cool. If he becomes part of the larger storyline and I get to see more Tamara Morrison in Star Wars, I'm cool with that too. I think they'll do it tastefully. Yeah, so I mean, they're, I'm just they're, they're, that they're back. They're playing some heavy cards here, uh, especially with the wrapping up of Clone Wars and how on a, a, an Ahsoka high we are. That putting her in season two of Mando really fucking means a lot. And she's the tide of the Jedi, whether she is one or not. That baby yeah. Yoda, something could happen. Like something fucking crazy. Um Well, yeah, he has to ditch I don't want to say ditch, but he has his to lifestyle. Yeah. He has to figure out something to do with baby Yoda. Yeah, his lifestyle. They can't just go gallivanting around a, a like baby. collecting bounties all day. Um, That's not gonna work. Yeah, so knowing after what the armor says, knowing the baby Yoda's force sensitive, obviously Jedi have to come into the mix. There aren't really any Jedi left, so Ahsoka makes sense. I don't know if they would ever make some young Luke Skywalker. I doubt it. So Ahsoka is probably hmm. the safest bet for that. You know, it's kind of a... You know what I mean? Like, you can't picture, like, like a 26-year-old Luke Skywalker coming into the Mandalorian. I don't think that would fit. Maybe. What I was going to say earlier is, like, they can they can definitely hide spoilers. Like if you think about all those kid actors that were with Baby Yoda in that one episode, it's like obviously they know how to keep the secret of Baby Yoda until the show airs. So why are they releasing all of these casting choices now? There must be some other bigger reveal or bigger secret in season two that we're, we don't have. Any you know, with of. with That's your with your wise. Sean Hunter hair. Just a thought. The wisdom spewing. The wisdom spewing out. The hair makes you smarter. My, look at the See? length of my. Look at the length of my smartness. Smartness. My smartful. Uh, no, the idea of let's <laughs> let's pass Baby Yoda off to Ahsoka, who's no longer a Jedi, but she left the old Jedi ways. There is a new Jedi way out there, and it is with Luke Skywalker. And maybe, not that he has to come on scene, not that they even have to get in depth with discussing it, but maybe Ahsoka takes Baby Yoda and says, I have a plan, there is a new Jedi way, and I'm gonna gonna take him there. Um, Now that leaves the fucking door wide open to what the fuck happens between there and and Episode 7 with Baby Yoda. Uh, Wouldn't it be fucking crazy if they killed Baby Yoda? (laughs) That would be truly insane that'd be insane 
Um, I just got, you got an, an idea? idea. Your hair is growing longer. Well, I was going to say, I'll pop this up on the screen here. I was going to say, what if Ahsoka just outlived this entire conflict? So I was looking up the average lifespan of a Togruta. It says average lifespan of 82 years, but those who were keenly attuned to the force could live up to 200. So I'm just thinking like, what if Ahsoka sees all this stuff that's happening is in the background for you know, obviously not in the background for Order 66. That's not what I was going to say. She's in not, the background though. for the Empire, the Rebellion, the Resistance, all this stuff. And she's just waiting for the right time to pop up. I'm just saying, like, what if she outlives the entire nine movies and she helps Rey restart the Jedi Order? Like, there could be something crazy where after so it's Baby Yoda, Rey, and Ahsoka. Because I, I, did, I didn't. Just a thought. She doesn't, like, outlive. I mean, yeah. I, I get your point. I'm just saying it's not like she's steadily just sat by because she's in Rebels. She's in Clone Wars. She's in the... I mean, she's in all of it. Um, Right. No, I would just mean what you were about to say is, like, she knows the Jedi way and also knows what was wrong. Yeah. So she's kind of waiting for the right opportunity to... to yeah, you know, what, what would be pretty cool is if if they did go if, forward and, and Ray, like, let's just long short of it. What if, what if Ahsoka created a, a Jedi holocron and was like, this is what fu fucking happened. This is what I did. This is what the Sith did. Make your own choice, but this is why they fucked up. And that's why I left, you know, and I was able to at least live beyond their, their, uh, failures, but you know, maybe you can fix yourself based on the, the past failures of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, so okay. Yeah. No, I I think that I mean the door's fucking wide open. I have a feeling hmm. they won't go that deep because it's just called the Mandalorian. Now, if they did want to spawn a second series or maybe even like an Ahsoka season, like the like like if they let, let, if they if they did like a Lost Jedi something series and it was about Ahsoka, I'm I'm balls deep already. Sign me up. I'll direct it. I'll write it too. It's my idea. I'm. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like if they if they test her out a cameo in Mandalorian season two live yeah. action and it goes well, like yeah, the door is wide open. And I didn't think none of that would happen during the Mandalorian. I just mean if she's teased there, like we see she ends in the Clone Wars and we see cameos of her in Rebels and now in Mandalorian, and then she can pop up with a comic series or a novel or something like post episode yeah. nine. So, just dreaming. Uh, any just dreaming. any insights or thoughts about <laughs> something that's right around the fucking corner that no one's been discussing? We're getting all these bombs dropped about season two of Mando. What about Cassian? Isn't that coming out this year? Um, yeah, Maybe they're pulling our... Uh, oh, also, uh, kind of random note. Uh, they're, they are expected to release Mando season two on time. Like the the COVID stuff has not delayed anything, and they are still. I think it was October that they're still. Uh, I think, yeah, October yeah, and November. But, uh, I think I just they probably just said like fall twenty twenty. Um, Cassian begins filming this year. Oh, that's so. Sucks. Chances are, I one hundred percent thought it was like coming February out at the end of this year. Interesting. What about Kenobi? Um, what about the Kenobi one? Canceled. It's got 14 directors. 
No, that isn't that a weird, a weird feeling? Either. I that, don't know. Seventeen directors. It's a weird feeling. Like I'm names. excited. Fourteen don't scripts. Get me wrong. I'm fucking excited about season two of Mando. But the fact that that's like number one on my docket, it does make me feel a little weird. That there's n- I like we're theorizing about a potential movie that's happening three years from now, and like outside of that, there's really no, no nothing. <laughs> it's just a weird time that we, we were on such a high with all the the stuff that was coming out, all the movies, one after another, all the the standalones, and now we're kind of just left adrift. And it's like it's like they're 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 banking on Mando keeping our <laughs> our our uh, attention for like years, and that's not it's not enough for me. And I, I assume if you guys are listening to this, it's not it's probably not enough for you, um, especially with the lack of games you know there's that there's i want stories i want star wars stories and you know the games haven't really provided that um the books have been okay to good uh yeah i mean it's a kind of all i'm just i want more i want more guys you gave us so much in the past five years (laughs) it comes in waves i mean like there's no way they can do a movie a series a game no, I, and all the books I get and it, comics. But every it was just such year. a crazy so, nerd high waves. in retrospect because we had all of the Marvel stuff. You know, DC was still trying to do its thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars, Star Wars was on its high. We had Game of Thrones. We had so much, year. like peak and end within Fine, the past, finale, like, even like yeah. three years, has been ridiculous. We have, and now we just we, have. Suicide Squad 2. We have Suicide Squad 2. Is that what we're hyping about? Quarantine. Oh, oh, we have to wait for dog shit. That's next year. We have to. It's delayed dog shit, guys. We're we're here for it. <laughs> oh my god. No, I'm excited. I I kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm ex. I'm horny. I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm excited. I'm hopeful. I'm expectational. Sweaty. Horny. Knees weak. Sweaty. Mom's spaghetti. We'll see. I'm nervous. Uh, wrapping this show up, One Punch Man. Go fucking right. watch it, including you. I think if you got, if you could watch one episode tonight, it would be worth worth your your time, definitely. Yeah, it's easy. I it's also very short. You can watch an episode in like twenty five minutes. It's it's nothing that you really have to dive like balls deep hour into. It is, and it's really, it is really easy to watch. That's what I'm looking um, for in the show. Get back uh, yeah, show. let us know your thoughts on uh, season two of Mando. Um, also, I do still want to hear what you guys put on to fall asleep to. Yes. I think I, we're going to get some good good feedback, uh, and, and we'll we'll ask the the patrons too. Um, yes, please send it. Yep, yeah. Uh, Rogue Squadron Podcast at gmail.com If you want to email us, yeah. or you can DM uh, and I do want to Instagram or Twitter and just let us know. It's <laughs> sometimes people. Yell at us on YouTube. That is like the worst spot because we, first of all, don't. It's it's not even like a media like to talk back and forth. So just just DM us on on all their social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and or just shoot us a, a a Gmail, electronic message mail. Smoke signals, please. Send us a mailgram. <laughs> Goodbye. It's good to be back. Goodbye, everyone. Back to the front. You will do what I say. What I say.